Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Feed Do It Your Brain. This podcast is produced by Fortin Horseman. Fortin Horseman also produces other content such as movies, other podcasts, and streaming content. When you get the chance, please subscribe to Fortin Horseman on YouTube and never miss another piece of content that we create again. You can also follow Fortin Horseman on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. This will help us make better and more episodes for you guys to consume. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok if you don't want your brain. You can also follow us on Twitter at Zachy the Zombie. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at feedonwantyourbrain at gmail.com. And if you have the means, please consider donating on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash feedonwantyourbrain. We need as much help as we can in order to continue creating content for you guys, the audience. And as always, thank you immensely for listening to Feed Don't Your Brain. Please stay safe and stay sane. Enjoy the show. best friend and worst enemy. Only you can take yourself higher or make yourself fall even lower. Dr. Prem Yagyasi. Evil Dead 2. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feed Don't Your Brain. I'm Zach, and with me again, of course, is Anton Moss. Hello. Uh, so, Evil Dead 2, um, basically the same movie. Kind of, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the group of people, oh, yeah. they all die except for Ash. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I really, you mentioned this while we were watching it, but, like, I like how it's the same vibe, but it's still, like, the quality has gotten better since it's, like, the second sure. installment of the movie. Yeah. Um, which movie did you like better, though? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think, I think both, both movies are very, are obviously different in their own right, and mm -hmm. also, I think, achieve different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think if I had to, like, generalize it, I think I liked the first movie just a little bit more, because it agree. was, you know, the first movie to do it and everything, mm -hmm. but it is, you, you can't deny just the utter camp yeah. And the iconography of the second movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you've got you've got the the movie quotes that people put on T-shirts to this day and everything. Mm -hmm. You've got the look of Ash with his torn blue shirt and the chainsaw. Yeah. Well, it's hand. so good. It's so fantastic. So it's like I think Evil Dead, the first movie, is a better movie objectively, mm -hmm. but Evil Dead Two is when somebody says Evil Dead, that's what I picture. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that like. Objectively and story-wise, the first one is a better movie because this one just seemed kind of like, hey, remember the first movie? We're gonna like up the gore ante. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, you know, up the the demon ante, you know. And like with the Deadites in this one, the the fact that Ash was self-aware as a Deadite is just makes it so much more terrifying. Oh, absolutely. And like self-aware zombies are like actually really terrifying. And I mean, Last of Us kind of does kind of kind of bleeds into that like when you're right. playing the game it's not very noticeable but like you you can if you listen to some of the runners you can kind of hear them like whimper like help me oh and, sure, and sure. like whimper like kill me you know yeah. shit like that oh yeah and isn't isn't last of us the one where there's it's the cordyceps episode. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the it's it, there's the one scene i it might not be the last of us i saw just like a clip on tiktok mm -hmm. of of a video game where people are walking past a group of zombies eating 
another person and it's i don't want to and i'm yeah, like that's, that's horrifying us. that's absolutely horrifying like yeah. i had to like put down my phone and be like hmm, don't like that gonna take a take a moment yeah. to detox because well, that's <laughs> just like the idea of a self-aware zombie that like knows you know th what they're doing and like how how messed up it is like but they can't control it mm -hmm. they you know they yeah. physically can't and like just the you know and how ash was like he was self-aware in that moment as a deadite. And right. just the, you know, and, and I've talked to, in Brian's episode, we talked about doing, um, like a comedic one about called PTSD, where like people are cured <laughs> of the zombie virus. And sure. they, they're like talking to like a therapist about like the horrible thing that they did. Right? Sure. Um, and then like, and I was reading a zombie comic on webtoons called, um, dead life where, uh, the zombies get, you know, like if they have like a constant, like, if they have like blood soaked rags in mm -hmm. front of their nose and mouth, they start to regain their consciousness back sure. because they have the because they have what they want right in front of them at all times. Interesting. And so and so they start to gain their consciousness back and and like it's just like this fight of like, you know, letting the zombie brain kind of win versus like not. And so I just I just think it's fascinating and I eventually want to make a series of like self aware zombies. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, yeah, I just think it's terrifying, and it's a whole other level of terrifying. Oh, one hundred percent, and 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 like possession, especially with mm -hmm. the deadites, it kind of makes you wonder the moments that they kind of uh, revert back to to their human selves. It, you know, where's where's the line? How much of that is the deadite like putting on a show, and how mm -hmm. much of that is the actual person being let through? Because that happens like what twice, three times in this yeah. movie, if you count Ash, where like especially having like Linda's head in the in the grip and she just reverts back. I'm like that's Awful. there are fates worse than death. That mm -hmm. is genuinely disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like just and you know the deadites using that as like as just this power and they also touched on in this one that like they can now like search into memories of the person yes. they're possessing and use that as like a like the, the whole thing about, like, if you see a changeling of me, like, if you see a doppelganger mm -hmm. of me, like, what question would you ask them so that you would know, like, who the real one is, right? Right, That's right. out the window now. Yeah. You know? Like... Because... Yeah. Because they have all your memories. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's... It, it's so fascinating, the, the, the genre bending that Deadites play into in terms of, like, having aspects of of that possession as well as a little bit of like zombie qualities weird mm -hmm. creature features with Henrietta towards the end there when, mm -hmm. but like you know there's there's always this tiny shred of humanity in everything mm -hmm. uh, the, the fact that that's what throws Henrietta off at the end so then Ash mm -hmm. can kill her is is just it's 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 really alarming when you think about it yeah i loved how they did the movie kind of the same way, but like they, they were like, you know what? Let's like have some like fun with, like Ash running away from the uh, from like the spirits. Of oh the forest. yes! And at the beginning, and then like I said to you, I'm like, there's no way he's not going to jail after they no. run in on him doing acting all crazy and right. laughing at the room. Yeah, you know. Um, but one thing I did want to mention is how his hand was possessed. Yes. But he wasn't, and so, like, the hand was, like, trying to, like, reach the the um, cleaver to try to kill him, mm -hmm. or at least maim him. Right. And, like, I, I love that aspect of, like, what if one part of your body is possessed, mm -hmm. but then 
the other one, like the rest of you isn't. I just thought that was fascinating. Sure. And and in the in the grand scope of, of zombie media as well, this is like kind of a pivotal point in terms of like him cutting off his his hand in order to like both keep it from trying to kill him, but also kind of to prevent that infection from spreading further. As far as I know, might be one of the first examples of that in just general zombie uh, media as mm -hmm. a whole. Um, hi, buddy. Okay. He wants to say something. I guess so. He's he's a part of this now. All right, we'll pause for a minute so we can get Oberon back into his jail. Prison time. <laughs> well, anyway, like you see, you see like that in other zombie movies where like they cut off the limb so that like the rest of them doesn't get affected, especially in The Walking Dead. Right. Uh, I think The Walking Dead is the biggest one of that. But like, but the fact that this limb is now sentient. Yeah. And can now, like, move move on its own free will. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Well, and the fact that it's it's the thing that kills Annie at the end of the mm -hmm. end of the movie is, like, it's it's really unexpected as well in, mm -hmm. in terms of it having this personality and this malevolence and the fact that it, like, you know, even flipping off Ash, you're like, this is, <laughs> this is a rude-ass, this is a rude-ass <laughs> hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love, um... I love the idea of sentient zombies, and especially, like, just zombies that are, like, pure evil and less, like, pure instinct. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, I did want, speaking of the hand being cut off, I wanted to mention, like, um, how, how cool, like, Ash's look is. Like, you, like, there's different, like, characters in zombie media, like, oh, sure. you got Daryl from The Walking Dead, and right. he's, like, his look is iconic, right? Right. But, like, just having the chainsaw... As your your nub, your like basically your hand, and then right. having the shotgun, the sawed-off so shotgun, it's so good. It's, cool. so yeah. good. it's yeah. brilliant. It so I mean, good. you have to. You're you're mm -hmm. in a zombie movie. You gotta have the sawed-off shotgun. Mm -hmm. The normal one isn't gonna cut it. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's so iconic. And Ash as a character, it's it's interesting because in the first movies, he's kind of this un unwitting and unwilling final person, final guy. Mm -hmm who just happens to be the last person remaining. But in this movie, he really kind of starts to develop a little bit of that horror icon status, um, especially just in his look, but also mm -hmm. in the way that he behaves and acts mm -hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things. Well, he, he aged 20 years in two Oh, nights. yeah. Yeah, because he's... He was a high school kid. Oh, yeah, and all and of a sudden he's, he's like, like a full-ass man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's... It's, it's good, and it's fascinating, because, like, I'd seen like, pictures of Ash, or he's been mm -hmm. included in, like, listicles uh, before I was super into horror or mm -hmm. I knew anything about the Evil Dead. And for a while, just based off that look alone, I thought Ash was going to be, like, the horror villain. Like, he's mm -hmm. alongside Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees. Like you know, well, and in it's, some moments. Yeah, exactly. And so it's interesting that that, you know, being my first impression and having him, like, become the hero a little bit, but it tracks for, like the characters of the movie to walk in on this guy who's missing a hand covered in blood and laughing hysterically and mm -hmm. you're like I don't think I don't think we can trust this guy no well like and and when when he's self-aware as a dead eye and then he gets out of it and um she's trying to kill him mm -hmm. rightfully so because yeah. like he's a dead eye now yeah you know and like and but he's saying like I'm good, but even in his eyes as Ash, he does not look good. No, he's still know? got he's still got a little bit of, a little bit of crazy eye in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like just like how do how do you trust it, especially since like Ash has seemed to like reject it almost, mm -hmm. like 
what what do you think it is about Ash that he is able to get bit multiple times and not be like completely possessed by the deadite spirits? Uh, I think I think there's a factor of will in mm. play is mm-hmm. is a is a big part of it because the thing that always brought him out of it was his connection to his former life, both in like kind of the last movie because that's what kept him grounded, but then in this mm-hmm. movie, literally pulling him out of like being a deadite is. The magnifying glass from Linda, or mm-hmm. or just like gen- general shreds of humanity trying to care for people, making sure that this evil is completely put at bay. Because mm-hmm. um, he's still a little bit of an asshole. He's not like he's he. <laughs> we joked about it at the beginning when he's when he's flirting with Linda. We're like, there's just a quirked up white boy <laughs> doing his thing. Uh, but like, but it's it's fascinating because he's not because he is a little bit of an asshole. He's yeah. not the. The, this infallible, perfect hero figure, but he has ties to humanity that really brings mm. brings him back to himself. Yeah, and I, I think, like, you know, the fact that, like, if you have enough will in this universe, that you can count, like, that is the that is the immunity to the zombie virus. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, you get bit by a zombie and other things, and you're, unless you cut it off, you're kind of done, so. Sure. You know, but, like, there's a there's a will factor of like I will not become this thing I will not become this evil. Sure. That is really really cool in this franchise. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to like unpack the, the how that relates to trauma as a mm. whole as well. Uh, when when you get to the Evil Dead reboot, because I won't be doing that episode yeah, with you. I'm true. not salty at all. Yeah. Uh, but when you get to the Evil Dead reboot, it's fascinating because that's something that gets talked about. Mm. Is is this allegory for? you know, overcoming trauma or this, this innate darkness that everybody has in them, uh, mm-hmm. and, and finding, uh, repose, which is interesting. Cause like, this is not the go-to franchise to think of like, this is a really hopeful movie. Cause you yeah. got, you got, you got Jake going in the cellar and turning <laughs> into just a blender mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool. But yeah, sure. There's shreds of hope here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I think, I think that, um, well, back to the first part is that Ash was so good in the beginning. Like, he was just a solid dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like, and then even even these people that he met, these new people that he met, are like, really, have like, really questionable characteristics. Sure. You know, and then they ended up succumbing to the Deadites, evil spirits. Sure. Eventually. And so, yeah, I don't know, Ash just built different. Yeah, he just, Ash built just built different. built different. Um, oh, what else? Um, I wanted to talk about the daughter, like, coming home, mm-hmm. and, like, for some reason she has, like, these lost pages of the book that can, like, dispel the curse, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know, I just thought, I thought that was, like, an interesting way to, like, tie in, like, a hope for that, but because the that be, but it didn't really dispel the curse. Mm-hmm. It just brought the curse back in time to when it originally uh-huh. began, and like leaving the curse to these medieval people mm-hmm. that are trying to kill them. Yeah, you know, which is which is fascinating because that you know here we are talking about the hope of the franchise. That's kind of a little bit of a nihilistic tone to mm-hmm. introduce, especially because you know there are those pages of the book that have like ash in an old, really yeah. old, like, artwork style and things. And so, like, you know, it's the kind of thing where this has already happened before. It's going to happen again. It's just a, a self-defeating cycle at that point, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of interesting that it tackles both this, like, idea of 
humanity and, and a little bit of hope and you know being able to move on but also being like no nah, this is gonna happen no matter what mm -hmm. it's it's this really bittersweet feeling yeah well like the that's kind of interesting because like those pages came from the book of the dead mm -hmm. and like you know i feel like why would you trust those pages anyway since they were from the book of the dead anyway like why mm -hmm. would this curse this curse thing tell you how to, to get rid of the curse it, i feel like it kind of tricks you a little bit where it's like yeah, this is how you get rid of the curse, but not really. Oh, know? yeah, because there, there were the two parts of the curse. There mm -hmm. was the, the one where it, like, manifests it all in flesh, and mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, and then if you say this passage, then you'll, then you'll, you know, get rid of the curse. And it's like, what? Interesting mm -hmm. that those are the two options there. It's the, it's the whole, one of us tells riddles, one of us tells rhymes mm -hmm. type deal. Yeah, but, like, I also, like, wonder, you know, if... I think it's really cool that they're kind of tying in, like, you know, medieval, medieval era, like, you know, it, it's the Christian church and these knights of, like, these paladins of, like, Christ, mm -hmm. and, like, they're actually fighting, like, demons and, yeah. right? And, and how they brought that in to where, like, demons from the future are now getting transported to the single moment in time where, like, these knights are constantly fighting these demons, but eventually they, like, die out until someone reads that passage from the book again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just thought it was interesting that, like, um, they they took some of the lore of, like, the stories back then of, mm -hmm. like, these monsters and demons that they're fighting mm -hmm. and, like, kind of made it into, um, kind of made it, they, they made it a part of the story of, like, yeah, like, these things keep getting sent to them. Yeah. And and this this book is just feeding, you know, more demons into this world that it started in yes, you know 100 percent. it's like giving birth to itself over and over again yeah and and kind of dwelling in that liminal space of just like it's it's kind of like uh, the game dead by daylight yeah where in concept it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again for all eternity mm -hmm. but like of course that's what evil wants it's mm -hmm. able to thrive in that because like eventually the indomitable human spirit will be dominated and mm -hmm. just crushed over and over and over again. And, like, we, we know Deadites. They're, they're mean. Mm -hmm. They're mean as hell. They're actually mean. And like... So they, they don't care about you, so of course that's what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, first of all, wild ending. Anton <laughs> told me before it ended like that, like, you're never going to guess the ending. I'm like... I might, like, I don't know, but sure. there's no <laughs> All of a sudden, no, I'm just getting portal back to the 1300s. Yeah, insane, insane ending was not, it turned into, like, it turned, it was like a horror, then it turned into a sci-fi for a minute, and then it turned into just, like, a an old medieval movie. Oh, sure, like, like Ray that. Harryhausen, the old uh -huh. stop motion, like, with the, with the big winged deadite, like, you could Yeah, like, totally, Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, totally bullshit, clear the, you know? see the strings on that. Uh-huh. So funny. So funny. But, yeah. I mean, old movies, they just did wild Oh, yeah. Off-color oh, all the yeah. time. And they got away with it. Oh, But I feel totally. like if the people did that now, everyone would be like, no, that, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. No, yeah. of course not. <laughs> and it's And it's fascinating because, like, there are... There are horror movies that are coming out, and, and it's fascinating to see what will stand the test of time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, recent things like Megan or Cocaine Bear, where people are like, this is weird. <laughs> Why are we doing this? And it's kind of, I don't know, It's this. people have talked about this being like a renaissance of horror, and I'm all for it. I'm all for the good and the bad with mm -hmm. it. Because we can have, you know, the very high, elevated, arguably pretentious things like Hereditary and sure. Midsommar and, eh. and the, the, the crimes of the future. 
those kinds of movies. Sure. But, yeah. Like, we can have that and the, the high art horror, but then we can also have just the, the stupid... Just the, the campy... Just mess around. Funny punchline. Yeah, like, obviously there's just a guy who just, like, bursts into a pitch meeting and he's like, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Drunk off his mind. Drunk off his mind. And they're like, you know what? Give this man $3 million. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, there's so many different subgenres of horror. Oh, know? yeah. And, like, we were talking about Scream 6 earlier, too, and, like, how, you know... There, there were some lines that I was like, that's that's really campy. But then Alina was like, but you come to a Scream movie to, like, you, you love do the it for the camp. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Because a Scream movie is just... It's, it's just making it's fun you, of itself. It's you guys in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and it's fascinating in talking about genre and horror, how this movie kind of blends horror and comedy. Because mm-hmm. so many people talk about, like, how difficult it is to merge those things. And granted, it is... Very hard. Uh, for example, I personally think that Shaun of the Dead is much more of a comedy mm. than it is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my favorite movies are uh, are horror comedies in terms mm-hmm. of the horror genre, like Reanimator or Waxwork. My my general favorite, whenever people ask, is An American Werewolf in London. And that movie's fascinating because when it was being pitched, there were people that were saying that's too scary mm-hmm. to to be funny or that's too funny to be scary yeah. type of a deal. It, it walks a really fine line. 100%. horror and comedy have the same entertainment value where it's like, it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking the audience. Yeah. It's, Either it's, it's fear or to laughing. Right. It's building tension and mm-hmm. then there's a release, whether mm-hmm. that be a scare or like a joke. It's... Mm-hmm. And... And I think I think Evil Dead does a pretty uh, Evil Dead Two specifically does a pretty good job of of walking that line a little yeah. bit because because there are moments like we talked about that were genuinely were like oh that is mm-hmm. deeply alarming and then there are other moments where Ash is smashing himself with plates and causing himself to flip over and you're like this is great this mm-hmm. is this is fun to watch he's yeah. dancing with the lamp is like, yeah my weekly mental breakdown oh of course <laughs> with the Pixar lamp naturally <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah, I will agree that just like the, you know, it it's so easy to like make horror funny. You have to be really careful with like, oh, yeah. like even I don't know if you saw the stalker web series that I I did, but um, there's a part where I like walk out from the forest mm-hmm. behind Hallie's character Sarah, right? And I was watching it with Chris, and Chris just starts laughing. I'm like, what? It's supposed to be scary. <laughs> He's like, it's funny because it's just you. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's so it's so fascinating how close horror and comedy are. Mm-hmm. And like, Scream is even like a horror comedy. Big you time. Know? They made it that way. They yeah. made it like so meta that it was funny. Mm-hmm. But there are also like terrifying moments in Scream. Absolutely. You know, especially in the most recent one, like the train one. Yeah. Terrifying. Absolutely. You know, insane. Um, the the gas station scene, the convenience store scene. Oh yeah, go like, space with a shotgun. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I did I did enjoy that they they you know kind of moved into the campiness of it and like the ridiculousness of it. As oh well. sure. Um, and you know the these older movies have a hard time scaring me just mm. because I have such like a modern audience brain where oh, like, sure. like even if the CGI is just a little bit off it's funny to me oh you sure know? well and especially because we've we've grown up very desensitized just in the amount of things that we see but it, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of rationalize like you know you, you rewatch the original Halloween and these are 
tropes that we've seen mm-hmm. a million times mm-hmm. because everybody tried to copy Halloween. Yeah. Um, but it was the, but it was the first yeah. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and so sometimes you have to watch that with its mindset. And with this movie in particular, I wonder how much of the creation of this movie was in response to the first Evil Dead being like, you know, extremely popular with general audiences, but mm-hmm. critics hated it, parents hated it, it mm-hmm. created the video nasties genre. Yeah. Um, if if I'm remembering my fun facts correctly, uh, this movie has so many different colors of blood. There's like yeah. blue blood, there's green, there's black, there's all different kinds. And I'm if I'm remembering correctly, part of that was to try and appeal to the ratings board huh. to knock it down because they kept wanting to rate it X when it came out because they were like the first Evil Dead was absolutely just the most depraved shit in the world and we're not going to let you make yeah. another movie. And so they had to. They had to, you know, kind of re-edit things, make mm-hmm. the blood different colors to, to be like, hey, see, it's a little it's a little better. Play up the camp so that it's not as That's outwardly horrific. That, hmm. Is that why you think that horror movies are now, like, like back then, kind of, they kind of lean into the camp a little bit more so that, like, they could, like, show the rating people, um... Mm-hmm. Which I just imagine, like, these British stuck-up people oh, in, sure. in suits, and they're drinking tea. But, like... This <laughs> is unorthodox. Like, yeah, yeah, like, is do you think... And they even had the disclaimer at the beginning, like, we don't condone these actions. Which, mm-hmm. like, why the fuck do you need that disclaimer anyway, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, sure. of course, like, any sane person <laughs> would just like, don't laugh. Don't cut your movie. girlfriend's head off with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and but, like... Do you, do you think that's part of the reason why they made horror movies back then really campy and the satanic panic? I think I think that's a factor of it because there are definitely some some horror movies like The Omen or The Exorcist mm-hmm. that very much take themselves seriously mm-hmm. in terms of the content in which they're trying to sure. create. And and I could I could go on for hours about how horror movies of the time, you know, reflect the the cultural fears but also the cultural uh, enjoyments of the mm-hmm. time, but I think I think that would make sense to be kind of a factor in mm-hmm. in a little bit more of the camp style because not only is it appealing to your audience who like you know most of the time you go to horror movies to to be scared or mm-hmm. to laugh. Uh, it's not often you go to a horror movie and you're like I want to ponder my mortality or I'd I'd like to really really get attached to characters and be sad. And there are horror movies yeah. for that, and some of them are effective and some of them may not be, but mm-hmm. That is, everyone's different. But, like, yeah. generally, you go to horror to, to scream and to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're screaming and laughing because you got really jump-scared and it's great, uh, and, you you know, you, that's kind of a nervous response, because mm-hmm. whenever I go through, like, whenever I get jump-scared or, or I'm going through a haunted house, I'm just, mm-hmm. like, word-vomiting the whole time to yeah. just be like, oh, it's fine, we're, we're making jokes well, here. Yeah, well, like, I'll, like, I'll banter my... My wife, Alina, hates it. I'll banter with the actors. Mm. Especially, like, I, I only do it if they talk to me. Oh, sure. You know, I don't, sure. like, if there's a big scary guy with an axe that's not talking, I'm just like, You're like I just mind my business. Hey, bud, how you doing? <laughs> but, like, if they're, like, talking to me, like, I remember going to One Haunted House, and, and we were on the bus, and they were like, get out. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going. And then they were like, you need to get out right now. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they start going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, oh, she sure. hates it. She hates sure. it. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like horror fanatics... They tend to find so much joy in like horror. Oh you know? yeah, because you because you're walking into a horror movie like for the most part you're walking in and expecting to have a good time mm-hmm. and if you're you have that open mindset we talked about how how sometimes horror especially uh, what you can't really watch it and be like I mean you can if you want but it kind of takes the fun out to be yeah. super 
pragmatic and practical yeah. and be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do this? Why didn't you... Wh- what did they trip well, it's on? it's like, how... Have you personally been running from, an, from a murderer? Or, like, have yeah. you personally seen a demon? Sure. It's so much more fun to watch the movie and, and, and be along for the ride. Yeah. And, and, you know, experiencing the highs and lows that the characters do. Like, you can yell at the screen and, the screen and, and talk about how they're making a dumb choice. But, like, you know, as long as you're along for the ride, not actually being like, realistically, mm-hmm. that would And you're like, you're watching a horror movie. Yeah. This man's being possessed and flipping himself over the kitchen table. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the, the, the practicality has gone out the window. Uh-huh. I, I remember hearing a quote recently um, between the time that we have recorded these two episodes was some guy said, it is, it is insane to... It is insane to expect characters in a horror movie to know that they're in a horror movie. Sure. And I was like, that's so true. They don't, they're just living their normal lives. Oh, sure. They don't know that they're in a horror movie. No. Right? Yeah. If they did, they would probably act differently. Oh, and, the, and if they did, they'd talk about it like they do at Scream. Mm-hmm. Like, most of our lives is slice of life. Yeah. You know, there's only select moments where you're actually, like, in a comedy or you're actually, like, in a drama, like, oh, in your sure. own life. Like, sure. You don't know when you have entered the horror movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I and I feel like Evil Dead, uh, just as a franchise, is so good at just appealing to that aspect of mm. horror. Where it's like, we're, we're just having a good time here. Like, this isn't this magnum opus, the cinematic masterpiece, where we're going to deeply unpack the layers of, like, we can, and mm-hmm. it's fun to, like, like, I personally love giving myself projects of, like, extrapolating intense meaning out of really stupid movies. <laughs> but that's not what it's meant for. It was obviously meant to just, like, have a good time, be yeah. raucous, and it does its job so well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did want to bring up also, like, and this was in the first one, too, of, like, using the camera as the monster. I just think it's so it's so smart, because, like, then you're look- the audience is looking through the monster's eyes, and... In some ways, that's scarier. Yeah. You know? 100%. Mm-hmm. And also, it kind of ties into, like, if you were a Deadite, like, this would be your point of view. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you can't resist it like Ash has, mm-hmm. like, this, this would is, be this you. This is what you're... Yeah, which mm-hmm. is, like, deeply... It's off-putting mm-hmm. and seizure-inducing and yeah. just just intense. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly can't think of anything else... Uh, to talk about, did you want to mention anything else? I I just I enjoy just watching these these movies. They're yeah. they're fun. They're ridiculous. They're weird. Mm-hmm. Ash is a is is such an interesting character and in mm-hmm. how he kind of like lampoons yeah what you'd expect out of a out of a horror protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and Deadites are just they're just mean bastards. They're just mean bastards. They're just mean bastards. Yep. No, they're just evil. That's it. They're just pure evil. Yeah. The evil dead, one could say. Uh, 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 I just start vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, well on that note we will be right back after a short musical interlude with a moral dilemma. <laughs> That's the note we left out on was my evil 
evil dead pun. Uh, all right, so um, kind of a different moral dilemma. All right. If I was a deadite, or if, if I was a deadite, what would you say to me to get me out of it for a moment so that you could, like, say the spell or, like, win? Sure. Ooh, that's a great question. Because uh, you are you are one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. uh, and... And there's a there's a lot that I that I feel like we could connect with. I mm-hmm. could uh, appeal to to your more uh, nostalgic sides to talk about what it was like experiencing performing uh, in Macbeth in New York City together. Just say like a Macbeth line. Oh, if oh if, if I just <laughs> I I you know what I was gonna get all sentimental with it. Be like I I remind you of Alina and Link and the, uh, the, the, the important connections in your life. But you just gave me, I'm just going to walk up to you <laughs> and just say, oh, full of scorpions is my mind, dear wife. I'm like, what? And then you just immediately get brought back and I'm like, get, 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 you, got, you got an evil dead in you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, full of scorpions is my mind. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's what I was, I was going to go with a very sweet sentimental answer, but uh-huh. that's my, that, oh, full of scorpions, uh-huh. that's my... That's my answer. Nice. Nice. I think, yeah, I mean, the best thing to do is just go with, like, you know, what you have a connection to. Like, obviously, you know, she had a connection with her mom right. through the song. Right. right. Which, <sighs> horror, give it to the horror franchise for just ruining every single every sweet song. song. There's no, there, no sweet song is safe. You no. got you to get out. In fact, ruining... I will probably use some sweet songs that people really enjoy. 100%. Um... I might use Golden Hour. Yeah. You know, everyone loves Golden Hour. Oh, sure. It's such ruin a hit. that. Ruin Gonna that. ruin the hell out of it. <laughs> I contact, I can't remember his name. I contact him. I'm like, listen, like, I want to use your song out. in a movie. And he's like, what movie? I'm like, well, listen. Well, hear me out. It's, I mean, I, you know, that's also, it's fascinating the kind of, you know, tying back to your tastes in music and, and as an aspiring musician as well. It's, it really is interesting how music plays a, plays a part in horror and kind of that, that dissonance of something that is very initially sweet mm, turning yeah. sour. I think it makes it scarier. But yeah, I might say something like, like, <laughs> what, what would Odin think of what you're doing right now? You're like, I'm immediately <laughs> shamed back and I'm like, uh, no, not for the All Father. You can't, you can't get into Valhalla this way. <laughs> oh my god. They're really interesting of like, you know, and we all have, like, different experiences with each other, so, oh, like, what sure. would we say to each other, too, and to, like, other people that would, like, snap them out of it for a little bit? Sure, yeah. and and what can we say now, even though we aren't possessed with evil dead, mm. uh, with deadites, to to kind of connect a little bit more with the people around us? Mm-hmm. It, see, there's there's the uh, sentiment that I was talking about. Is. I just had to build that. Go talk to your friend <laughs> as if they are possessed and, and see how they react. And then everything will work out. Everything will work out. Just treat all your friends like they're possessed by deadites. Yeah, approach them very warily, holding an axe, and say, mm-hmm. Hey, buddy, remember that one time? <laughs> and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you should probably kill them. Actually. This is not legally binding, <laughs> right? Legally. We do not condone what Anton just said <laughs> digital on this footprint. podcast. Digital footprint. <laughs> Actually, the podcast stance is that I do not condone murder for murder's sake. That is the podcast stance. Good stance. Good stance to take. I'm, I agree with it. Self-defense? Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Why not? That's fine. The guy who said evil, uh, the, the guy who said to kill your friends, that was the evil dead version of Anton. That was the deadite. That was the deadite talking. 
Anyway, uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Feed Don't Eat Your Brain. Um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please um, follow Fortin Horseman on YouTube uh, and as well as like TikTok. Follow the follow the podcast. Go ahead and and give us a rating. Um, and I'm changing my streaming up a little bit. I'm gonna make an announcement about that soonish. Uh, actually, probably before this episode comes out. Episodic podcast timing is weird because I say one thing on the podcast, but then it already happened in the past by the time you guys are listening to this. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Anton? Uh, nope. Just, uh, just, just, you know, don't be an asshole in general day-to-day life. That's, that, that's correct. Just be kind to one another. And treat everyone like deadites. Yeah. And, and be safe. Stay safe and stay sane. Bye-bye. That's good stuff. (laughs)